You're listening to an audio version of Week 4 of Idlewild Presbytery Church's Linton Groups. There are groups meeting in people's homes and an online group in Realm that you can join if you would like to be a part of the online discussion of this Linton practice. This is a time of prayer, reflection, and meditation on Scripture. The goal is to encounter God's Word in new and meaningful ways. We are all on our own journey of life, but we travel together. Each soul is unique, beautiful, and loved by God equally. I am not an expert on the practices we are doing, and the goal of today is not to be taught how to do something well. This week we will be using Visio Divina to help us reflect and contemplate the scripture. We will be using a painting by Leon Bonnat, B-O-N-N-A-T, called The Resurrection of Lazarus. If you do not have the image in front of you, you might find it online now. Visio Divina, Latin for divine seeing, is a method of meditation, reflection, and prayer through a process of intentional seeing. Visio Divina extends the 6th century Benedictine practice of Lectio Divina by using the visual imagery. Traditionally, Visio Divina was accompanied by the Benedictine icons or illuminations. However, different faith traditions have adopted the process over time, utilizing both secular and non-secular images. The lesson planned today is based on a sanctified arts method of blending visual meditation with group discussion and Bible study. If you have a candle, light it now to remind you that the original light is here with us, and also to remember to look, look for the light in each day, and to look for the light in each other. As you enter our centering time today, I invite you to get comfortable. Close your eyes and focus on your breathing for a few cycles of breath. Then continue to relax as I recite some of the lines of a hymn we sing at Idlewild at baptisms. You are marked by the sign of faith at your baptism. Rest knowing that as Psalm 32 says, God will instruct you and teach you in the ways you should go. Child of blessing, child of promise. Love's creation, loved indeed. God you are, from God you came. Grow to laugh and sing and worship. Trust and love God more than all. Continue centering yourself into this time today, into this present moment, and after a minute I will open us in prayer.
I will open us with a poem by E.E. E. Cummings. I invite you to open your heart, mind, ears, and eyes to connect with God today. I thank you, God, for this most amazing day, for the leaping greenly spirits of trees and a blue, true dream of sky, and for everything which is natural, which is infinite, which is yes. I, who have died, am alive again today, and this is the sun's birthday. This is the birth of day of life, of love and wings, and of a gay, great, happening, illuminable earth. How should tasting, touching, hearing, seeing, breathing, any, lifted from the know of all nothing, human merely being doubt unimaginably you? Now the ears of my ears awake and the eyes of my eyes are opened. Amen. I invite you to listen for the way God might be speaking to you today through your senses and your imagination. Remember, if you get distracted, focus on your breathing. If your mind begins to wander, inhale and exhale slowly. Stay mindful of your breathing as a way to bring your attention back to the present moment. I invite you to begin by engaging the visuals in your own imagination as the scripture is read. If you're comfortable, close your eyes, imagining what you see as the scripture is read aloud. As you listen, hold on to a word or phrase that resonates with you. Right before this text begins, Jesus and his disciples were at the Jordan River at the site where Jesus was baptized. The story is only recounted in John, and it is the climax of John's seven signs. It exemplifies the power of Jesus over the last and most irresistible enemy of humanity, death. Listen now to John 11, 1 through 45. Now a certain man was ill, Lazarus of Bethany, the village of Mary and her sister Martha. Mary was the one who anointed the Lord with perfume and wiped his feet with her hair. Her brother Lazarus was ill. So the sister sent a message to Jesus, Lord, he whom you love is ill. But when Jesus heard it, he said, This illness does not lead to death, rather it is for God's glory so that the Son of Man may be glorified through it. Accordingly, though Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus, and after heard that Lazarus was ill, he stayed two days longer in the place where he was. Then, after this, he said to the disciples, Let us go to Judea now. The disciples said to him, Rabbi, the Jews were just now trying to stone you, and are you going there again? Jesus answered, are there not twelve hours of daylight? Those who walk during the day do not stumble, because they see the light of the world. But those who walk at night stumble, because the light is not in them. After saying this, he told them, Our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but I am going there to awaken him. The disciples said to him, Lord, if he has fallen asleep, he will be all right. Jesus, however, had been speaking about his death but they thought he was referring merely to sleep. Then Jesus told them plainly, Lazarus is dead. For your sake I am glad I was not there, so that you may believe. But let us go to him. Thomas, who was called the twin, said to his fellow disciples, Let us also go, that we may die with him. 
When Jesus arrived, he found that Lazarus had been in the tomb for four days. Now Bethany was near Jerusalem, some two miles away, and many of the Jews had come to Martha and Mary to console them about their brother. When Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went and met him. While Mary stayed at home, Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would, would not have died. But even now I know that God will give you whatever you ask of him. Jesus said to her, Your brother will rise again. Martha said to him, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection on the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. Those who believe in me, even though they die, will live. And everyone who lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? She said to him, Yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Messiah, the Son of God, the one coming into the world. When she had said this, she went back and called her sister Mary and told her privately, The teacher is here and is calling for you. And when she heard it, she got up quickly and went to him. Now Jesus had not yet come to the village, but was still at the place where Martha had met him. The Jews who were with her in the house, consoling her, saw Mary get up quickly and go out. They followed her because they thought she was going to the tomb to weep there. When Mary came where Jesus was and saw him, she knelt at his feet and said to him, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus saw her weeping and the Jews who came with her also weeping, he was greatly disturbed in spirit and deeply moved. He said, Where have you laid him? They said to him, Lord, come and see. Jesus began to weep. So the Jews said, See how he loved him? But some of them said, Could not he who opened the eyes of the blind man have kept this man from dying? Then Jesus, again greatly disturbed, came to the tomb. It was a cave, and a stone was lying against it. Jesus said, Take away the stone. Martha, the sister of the dead man, said to him, Lord, already there is a stench, because he has been dead four days. Jesus said to her, did I not tell you that if you believed, you would see the glory of God? So they took away the stone, and Jesus looked upward and said, Father, I thank you for having heard me. I knew that you always hear me, but I have said this for the sake of the crowd standing here, so they may believe that you sent me. When he said this, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. The man came out, his hands and feet bound with strips of cloth and his face wrapped in a cloth. Jesus said to them, Unbind him and let him go. Many of the Jews, therefore, who had come with Mary and had seen what Jesus did, believed in him. Before reading the scripture again, I'm going to introduce you to Visio Divina. If you have the image of by Leon Bonat, pull it up. Leon Bonnat was a French painter born in 1833. For those of you not familiar with his work, he was a friend of Edgar Degas and a teacher to John Singer Sargent. In the Bible times, when someone died, the family washed the body of the deceased, rubbed it with spices and oil, and wrapped it in cloth. The hands and feet were tied with strips of cloth. Once this was done, Relatives and friends would come to the home and say goodbye to the deceased for the last time. All this happened in a very short order. 
burial usually followed within eight hours of death. In such a hot climate, burial could not be delayed. After about a year, family members would return to the tomb, collect the dry bones, put them in a box, mark, mark on the box, and place it in the back of the tomb where the other bones were from their relatives. In this way, the family can make space in the tomb for future burials. In Jesus' time, death was a part of everyday life. We live in a culture today that is in denial of death. Before reading the text again, I will lead you through a short exercise with the painting. Center yourself by taking a deep breath and relaxing your body as best you can. Allow your shoulders to lower away from your ears. Let your arms rest in your lap. Let your feet be fully supported by the floor. Feel the weight of your body held by the chair. Spend this time in quiet. Open yourself to God's voice. Take a deep breath in and out. Continue breathing deeply as you read the image. In this moment, simply notice the visual qualities of what you see. The colors, lines, shape, form, space, and texture. Now, take a deeper look. What part of the image are your eyes most drawn to? What part of the image did you quickly brush by or overlook? Now, using your imagination, Imagine yourself in this piece. Where would you be? How would you interact with what surrounds you? Look at the figures. What story do you assign to each of them? What emotion would you give to them? Finally, observe your own emotions. How does this image make you feel? As you listen to the scripture again, continue to hold on to the word or phrase that resonates with you. After the reading, you will have five minutes of silent reflection time to respond. I will ring a bell halfway through the silent time. Remember, you can use this time to write or draw. Use any colors you want that emerge from you during the scripture reading. Or continue to look at the art. If you look at the art, 
Consider repeating your word or phrase as a mantra in your head to help you stay focused. If you find yourself not knowing what to think or trying to figure out what the art means, remember that you're invited simply to be an observer. As you look, jot down simple observations about what you see or ask yourself questions such as, why did the artist choose that color? Or why did the artist portray the story in this way? Or how does this art make me feel? Perhaps your questions will lead to more questions and more observations and then you'll be getting somewhere. Or if you want to spend the time just in silent prayer, do that too. This is your time. Listen now to John 11, 1 through 45. Now a certain man was ill, Lazarus of Bethany, the village of Mary and her sister Martha. Mary was the one who anointed the Lord with perfume and wiped her feet with her hair. Her brother Lazarus was ill, so the sister sent a message to Jesus, Lord, him who you love is ill. But when Jesus heard it, he said, This illness does not lead to death, rather it is for the God's glory, so that the Son of Man may be glorified through it. Accordingly, though Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus, after hearing that Lazarus was ill, he stayed two days longer in the place where he was. Then, after this, he said to the disciples, Let us go to Judea again. The disciples said to him, Rabbi, the Jews were just now trying to stone you, and are you going there again? Jesus answered, Are there not twelve hours of daylight? Those who walk during the day do not stumble because they see the light of this world. But those who walk at night stumble because the light is not in them. After saying this, he told them, Our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but I am going there to awaken him. The disciples said to him, Lord, if he has fallen asleep, he will be all right. Jesus, however, had been speaking about his death, but they thought he was referring merely to sleep. Then Jesus told them plainly, Lazarus is dead. For your sake, I am glad I was not there, so you may believe. But let us go to him. Thomas, who was called the twin, said to his fellow disciples, Let us also go, that we may die with him. When Jesus arrived, he found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb four days. Now Bethany was near Jerusalem, some two miles away, and many of the Jews had come to Martha and Mary to console them about their brother. When Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went and met him, while Mary stayed at home. Martha said to Jesus, If you had been here, my brother would not have died, but even now I know that God will give you whatever you ask of him. Jesus said to her, Your brother will rise again. Martha said to him, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection on the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. Those who believe in me, even though they die, will live. And everyone who lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? She said to him, Yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Messiah, the Son of God, the one coming into the world. When she had said this, she went back and called her sister Mary and told her privately, The teacher is here and is calling for you. And when she heard it, she got up quickly and went to him. Now Jesus had not yet come to the village, but was still at the place where Martha had met him. The Jews who were with her in the house consoling her, 
saw Mary get up quickly and go out. They followed her because they thought that she was going to the tomb to weep there. When Mary came where Jesus was and saw him, she knelt at his feet and said to him, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus saw her weeping and the Jews who came with her also weeping, he was greatly disturbed in spirit and deeply moved. He said to her, Where have you laid him? They said to him, Lord, come and see. Jesus began to weep. So the Jews said, See how he loved him? But some of them said, Could not he who opened the eyes of the blind man have kept this man from dying? Then Jesus, again greatly disturbed, came to the tomb. It was a cave, and a stone was lying against it. Jesus said, Take away the stone. Martha, the sister of the dead man, said to him, Lord, already there is a stench, because he has been dead four days. Jesus said to her, Did I not tell you that if you believed, you would see the glory of God? So they took away the stone. And Jesus looked upward and said, Father, I thank you for having heard me. I knew that you always hear me, but I have said this for the sake of the crowd standing here, so that they may believe that you sent me. When he said this, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. The dead man came out, his hands and feet bound with strips of cloth, his face wrapped in a cloth. Jesus said to them, Unbind him and let him go. Many of the Jews, therefore, who had come with Mary and had seen what Jesus did, believed in him.
How did the art help you connect to the scripture? Where did you find God in the silence today? I invite you to rest deeply in God's loving presence and childlike trust. Spend the last minute resting in God beyond word, thought, or feeling. Before I close this in prayer, spend a moment to offer a silent prayer of thanksgiving to God for this time. Lord, forgive me for letting myself get tied up with things, things that bind me to a certain way of living, a regular pattern of behaving, a habit of how I love others. I let myself believe that I will never change, that things and people will never change. I give up and quit trying. Jesus, you stand at the end of my tomb and are calling for me to come out, come out into relationship with you. Open my eyes to things in my life that I need to let die and the people that I need to trust and love more deeply. You have shown me what patience, courage, constant love, and grace mean. Unbind me from keeping score, untie me from my limiting love, and help me truly cherish others. Thank you for this time, and thank you for the people who have been practicing this together. Amen. Thank you for listening and being a part of Idlewild's Linton Contemplative Practice. If you're a member of a group meeting in a home or a part of the online group, Remember to do your at-home practices. The sermon this week will be on Ezekiel 37, 1-14. In your packet, there are suggestions for practicing Visio Divina at home. There is also art by Liesl Gwen Garrity, along with an artist statement about the work and suggestions for how you can use the art to contemplate and reflect on the sermon text. Come worship at Idlewild.